Yeah, 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 yeah. You still can hear me also now? I can hear you through the speaker on the phone, but yeah. she's got to get an earbud because now the phone will go through this microphone and yeah, create precisely. an echo. Precisely. I have so, the same problem. Yeah, yeah. The echo will only work if everybody on listening has had a hit of LSD. Then the echo sounds really good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I'm not on that stuff today, but it could be fun someday. <laughs> <laughs> I had enough of that shit. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, my friend. <laughs> Above my sky, I can see forever. On today's episode of Deep Dives in Extraordinary Times, Walter and I invited our good friend Vigo Sommer to come virtually into our Dune studio. Vigo Sommer is a Danish actor, comedian, musician, who in so many ways has helped create and redefine uh, Danish language in the comedy world. For years, he was part of the comedy trio The Nightingales, or Die Gale, as it's called in Danish. And they appeared in various TV shows and specials, uh, one of them most famously called The Julekelinna, uh, which you could translate as the Advent Calendar, which is a Danish tradition where kids sit around every um, December and watch one new episode created specially for that year by a um, TV group or uh, a set of writers. Well, that year, the Julekelinna was made by the Nightingales. We we're talking back in the early 90s. And it has defined in so many ways um, the standard for how Danish language can be creatively funny. They mixed it with a brand of Danish English that they call Danglish and um, created this fanciful um, elf language or Nisse language that um, endures. Vigo also tours Denmark with his own band, uh, Vigo, Summer, and the Backhowlers. Again, a funny Danglish word that we are not going to get into anything about what that means at this particular time. But here he is on Deep Dives in Extraordinary Times with Walter and me, Vigo Summer. Thank you very much. Nice to see you guys. Oh, it's so good to see you too. And and I have the first question for uh, uh, Walter is, how do you like the Danish winter weather? Well, I'm not really a fan of this kind of weather. I mean, I, I'm happy to be here and... Um, yeah. You know, I'm having a great time. I've now been granted residency and I have a CPR yeah. number and on Friday I'm, so getting, great. I'm getting my NEM ID, but, um, yeah. you know, I Welcome. grew up in, 
in New Jersey where it was fucking yeah. freezing cold most of the year, and uh, I got out of there. But you know, um, it, it's and okay. Then then there was a uh, 30-year in, uh, in uh, sunny California, Hunting Beach. How long were you living there? I lived there um, for 46 years. Yeah. <laughs> and now you're, back, now you're back in the cold. At the now I'm back freezing my testicles off, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, it's... Welcome. Welcome well, thanks. to country it's better in the summertime you know yeah it is and i got here in july so i had a few months of beautiful weather you know yeah and you found this you too found this wonderful place in uh, war yeah <laughs> that's right we did indeed vigo i mean this is this is a fantastic place to be i'm gonna still dialing in the the, the sound here but um yeah this is incredible you know for me this is this is a little slice of heaven out here in the dunes yeah and now to have my parker clad husband uh, yeah. and my kids with me um in yeah your in this kids place. are also there yeah yeah it's yeah. so it must be the best place to be under this uh, corona shit uh, it must be one of the best places to be. Yeah, it is. Well, you know, in the States right now, the Corona is going completely crazy, you know, yeah, and uh, in California where, where we're from, um, they're completely locked down now. Restaurant, everything's closed. And yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's terrible out there. Yeah. It's awful. I feel so bad for people who have worked really hard to follow all the the, the regulations and and yeah. um, you know it just drags on because other people didn't you know so now it's yeah. this really really terribly awful yeah. thing for everyone you know and now I think here in Denmark we had the lockdown from today and I have cancelled all my appointments everything until uh, the beginning of January, I'll just staying home. I'm also a looking man, but I'm staying in the countryside. And I'm only with a few people uh, around me, and then we have to, to shut down now and then see what happens. Yeah. You know, I think but of it almost as a bear that goes into a cave in the wintertime and it's uh, hibernating, yeah. and, and we're getting yeah. our winter sleep. And, you know, hopefully... Um, Hopefully it can be a little bit of a meditative reset for many of us, you know? I think it's, uh, there are also some good stuff in, in uh, you know, I have my place in, in uh, Bali. I have a little studio, music studio down there. And when I'm there two, maybe three months ago in the winter time, the way, uh, the, the, why I'm there is uh, uh, mostly the tempo in, in, in their way of living, you know. It's much more easy living and uh, there are no stress. If you're talking with Balinese about stress, you really have to explain because they don't know what it is. And you can really feel it when you come back to Denmark too. Copenhagen to the airport <laughs> with a morning flight. Everything is going double uh, of in, in tempo, you know. 
And under this corona, I can feel people have taken a little down, and I think that maybe that's good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's awful for our income, and as you said, you've canceled all your shows. Uh, Walter has had all his shows canceled since March. March. And, um, you know, so we're taking a huge financial hit. Um, but, but let's hope that there is a flip side to that. Um, and as you said, so you are in Bali, it's peaceful. You get home here, Copenhagen, Aarhus. It's much more busy from my perspective. I'm used to thinking, oh, I'm in Denmark because when I (laughs) land in LA, it's, it feels like it's triple speed, right? Yeah, from LA to Walburn. Yeah, it's a long trip. So, so Walburn is for the people that don't know. It's this little tiny town in the northwest part of Denmark. Uh, it sits right in a national park, and it, there's dunes. When I look out, we look out the window right here. There's dunes, and then the North Sea. And yeah, uh, Vigo, it yeah. is. Vigo came in and visited Walter and I a few months ago. And because Walter is learning Danish, Walter had to yeah. learn to say this name of the town. And whenever yeah. he would say it, uh, you know, and I was trying to get him to say it right. And I happened to mention to Vigo, when Walter says it, it sounds like he's throwing up, like puking, yeah. right? <laughs> like puking. And then Vigo did this thing that to me just signifies and explains why Vigo is a comedic genius. He took that information of Vaubure and sounding like puking and you think it was 20 minutes? 20 minutes of at least 30 (laughs) different ways of saying the name of the town. It was awesome, man. Can you give us a selection, Vigo? Just a selection of Vaubure and Vigo? But it's all about this, Walter. We have talked about it to learn Danish. It's, a, it's, a, it's so uh, difficult, you know. And, and you start, when I visit you, we start uh, that, uh, that you could start with D-A-B-O-R, Dale. Could you save that now and let me hear how long you... D-A-B-O, Dale. Yeah, man, yeah, yeah, yeah. L-A accent and everything. But then the next is, uh, yes, um, where do you live? In which town in Denmark do you live? I live in Vorbeck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that's not the right uh, pronounce. No. Listen. You have to do something very difficult to tell you with, but, but you have seen. Abua i Vorbeck. <laughs> I, Abu, I take care and take care because if you do it too long, you'll say, Abu, I walk. So, you know, you have to stop in the right time. That's it. That's it. And I'm, I'm learning Danish. I'm going to school, you know, and I'm also getting Danish lessons from Marie's mother. 
And, uh, but there are a lot of sounds I, I find it very difficult to make. You know, I, it, it's very difficult for me to, to make the sounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One thing I do love that yeah. I, I have noticed now is the way Danes say the word no. It's yeah. always, what? you know, they'll be talking, they'll be talking just normally, you know, and somebody asks them a question, they go, what? And, uh, and it's just really great. I love it. You know, I kind of, I kind of look forward to it when that word comes up, you know. Right. Yeah. I also could, uh, if you haven't listened for next time, we'll see each other. And maybe uh, Marie can uh, try the translation. Nu hører du efter Marie, den hedder, Jeg har kasteret flere gris, end du har spist ærter. What? Jeg har flere gris, end du har spist ærter. Ja. The the actual translation is I have castrated more pigs than you have eaten peas. <laughs> if you can if you can say that in Danish, just try try it out. We have it. I have castrated more pigs than you have eaten peas. you really know. Uh, don't fuck with me. My next Danish class oh, is God. on <laughs> is tonight. Oh God. And I'm going to yep. practice it and I'm going to say that to my teacher and see what she says. That. Yeah. Maria, you you know it, Maria. You have to learn him before he goes to lesson. <laughs> yes, sir. But the problem <laughs> with that Vigo, we have a problem. It's not really Danish in a sense, or it's an offshoot. It's, what what dialect is that? This is totally uh, West Yusk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's uh, out from the countryside. You can't. Uh, not many people understand what it is, but um, if you say it in the right way, they can feel it. <laughs> and and, and I just, just, I just, I just, I just, I just, I just, that was kind of pleasant. Then I just, I just, I just, I thing I just, I just, I just, I just, I it can mean all kinds of things, depending on yeah. how you say it. It could be yeah. the thing about castrating pigs. It could be a threat. It could yeah. be, I'm really, Precisely. you know, uh, I'm really like happy to be a farmer. It could mean all kinds of things, depending on how you say it. Precisely. And this one is a little effect. Uh, a if people come too close to me, I say if you have to, I don't like to fight or something, but uh, you can say it. And then you run. <laughs> <laughs> That's another way. You know. Right, right. I can, I can see the advantage of having perfected this sentence for sure. Yeah. But also, as you say, you can go to a woman in a bar and say, 
Jeg har givet strøget flere grise, end du har spist af arme. That's another. <laughs> I think they will go running then, right? Ja, præcis. Ja. Okay. So, so, you know, one thing I think is so cool about you two, uh, you know, it's always great to spend time with the two of you. You are two of the most creative people I know. And, um, and the only problem is afterwards, I always get very sore in my jaws because I laugh so hard that I'm like, I, I don't even know. But um, one thing I wanted to ask you about, Vigo, is your entry into your life's work. You started with music, right? And yeah. you are doing music again and and primarily but there is this comedy thing that came in at some point how did this how did this um this combination of music and comedy happen for you well as you say i started as a musician playing comedy bands and, and stuff like that um and then i started working with some uh, theater people who made the uh, crazy uh, um stuff it was at the same time you know monty python mm. <laughs> suddenly came on my television in black and white monty python first time i saw that something happened in my head you know uh, same time there was um, a band in, in uh, denmark called Shubidua, who were uh, the uh, write a lot of, of uh, funny and and, and uh, analyze uh, songs good words funny words and in that way i think i was in the right place uh, because i know from that time that music and uh, humor could be the best to mix them together will be the best uh, and and it went very well and and um, After this, we made uh, the Yule Kalema, and uh, where we are more uh, actors. And, uh, but still, it's the music and the humor together makes uh, make the people laughing uh, while you are playing uh, uh, good music. That's the best. <laughs> well, but well, you I know would, everything, yeah. Walter. You know when it's best for you in the front. And, 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 and uh, I have it in the same way. When them two things fit, then I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to ask you something, which is you are from this really iconic Danish band called the Nightingales. Um, what, yeah. that, how do you say it in Danish? D... How did that band come to be? What was the history of that? It was... Um, I, start, I started playing professional um, in... Oh, many, many years ago. My first professional jobs was uh, my theater. And then two... Two years, that was in uh, 81 and 82, I was playing uh, on Greenland in uh, Nuuk on a bar up there. Three months, you know, every night, like perks, but, yeah. um, but with uh, copy uh, music, you know, 
Mm-hmm. In a trio. And one of the two guys in uh, in uh, Dean Adegale was on that, them two trips. And then then we we found the third man on uh, we should make a cabaret uh, uh, as as a band. Ribe Revue. Uh, cabaret in, in uh, three months. And then we found Ufa, the, the third guy. And from that time we, we start, um, we were only a band for the, for the show, but we start making them texts in uh, dialect and, and bring it together with some swing music. And then, then you know, uh, sing something shit in vestures. <laughs> and and after this, uh, it was uh, it was the bond of the of, of the band because we felt us three, and we are different persons, very very different. But um, maybe that bond. Yeah. Do Do you still talk to those guys? Yeah, they were at my place. Uh, we had a dinner not a long time ago. We are not talking so much, but once a year we are together, and yeah. I don't think they they don't work to to they don't want to work anymore with this. They are doing other things. Okay, it's okay, but I would like to go a little on the road with them. But yeah, two against three, two against one, you know. <laughs> yeah, but we are we are friends, and then uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I, I've seen um, the Eula calendar. Um, yeah. and it, it's great. Yeah, but there's a lot of um, learning uh, Danish and English. The, the Nightingales, that was also such an iconic moment, you know, that every Dane for a number of years. Yeah. It, knew the the nightingales and and you'd say the word and everybody would just start smiling and and the the routine the comedy routine that you made almost it became a part of danish language so it's an extraordinary accomplishment i think that you guys yeah it is we are very proud and humble about that because that's a great thing we didn't know it, you know, when we made it. We made it in from manuscript uh, day one, the 1st of April, and we were working for all the summer, and then it was in television the 1st of December. You can't do that anymore. Yeah. But we were just writing and filming and writing and filming um, 30 years ago, you know, with all the power we had. And we thought when we started the show on on telly, we thought this is this is uh, now you have all your build up will be destroyed. We were so afraid for the first, and then it grew to be what it is today. It's uh, hmm. we didn't know what we what we do. Only being like a flu and not really friends. The bumblebee that couldn't fly. Yeah, but it did. <laughs> but it did. And it's funny because I was re-watching it with, with one of our sons uh, the other day. Yeah. Who was yeah. also learning Danish. Um, and yeah. um, 
And, and you are actually, I think it's like the third or fourth episode, you're saying something about, well, can this really even be a Jubilekelina? Can Is this even yep. really the real thing? And, and it, it, you know, the, the great thing is, I think anybody who wasn't sold on the, um, on the series by that moment, that invited them in. Because if yeah. they had thought, this is not really a real Jubilekelina, <laughs> right? Then... That just okay, yeah. invited Never them in. Never thought about that, but you're right. Yeah, and, and it's it's yeah, like this. This was, there's no pretentiousness. It was no. very friendly, and there are no and there are no uh, rules. And also, therefore, I said before with uh, Monty Python. Yeah. Monty Python, there are no rules. And also, when we wrote this, there are no rules mm. because it's a it's, it's a yeah, it must have been fun. <laughs> I mean, wasn't it? To just just and having no rules and do whatever you want. It was very fun when we uh, when we wrote it. It was every day around a big table in my kitchen, and we were writing, writing. That was very very fun. So when we uh, came till uh, start of uh, making it on film. People around us said, were laughing and laughing. We were not laughing because we know how funny it was. So the problem in the start was that the team, the cameraman, it's something that start laughing. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, it's the actor who says, ah, I'm so funny, I can't. Yeah. But we were totally, because we, we had laughed off because we know all the words. But it was so fun time. It was really, really. Last night, our youngest son, we were sitting at the dinner table, and he said, I have a song going through my head, and I yeah. can't get it out of my head, and it's driving me crazy, and I've got to hear it right now. And he played, <laughs> It's Hard to Be a Nissa Man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, here we go. And he goes, this song, he goes, I can't get it out of my head. <laughs> it's the dark and stormful night and the soul has gone down. It's the dark and stormful night and the soul has gone down. The soul's gone down, it's a dark and stormful night. This is my new best friend. Is it a bass? It's a bass, it's a mini bass. <laughs> it's cool. That is so, uh, Yeah. That was not the song you said, but... Um... You know, that makes me think of something different, Vigo. And that is, I think this is a funny thing that you two have never been aware of about each other. But you both started with mail-order guitars. With what Mail-order mail guitars. Post-order. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Didn't you start with a mail-order guitar as well? 
Well, I started with a guitar that you got out of a catalog. Right. The Sears, very, it used to be famous in America, the Sears catalog, and you could get anything. Yeah. And they had yeah. guitars called Silvertone. Yeah. And, and the electric guitar, it came in a case, and there was a speaker in the case. So you just Whoa. set the case up and you plugged the guitar in, and it wasn't very loud. But they were very, very cheap, and most guys my age started on these things. And you could get it back then for like 30 bucks, and now they're worth thousands of dollars, you know. Oh, never but, heard about it. Never seen that one. It's, it's uh, yeah, it's, they were, um, everybody had one that I knew back then, you know. But it was good to start with. I have to say my, at first, my stepbrother had one. Yeah. My stepmother would say, well, that's his. You're not allowed to play it. And I'd go, but I really want to learn how to play. Yeah. I'm serious here. And then when everybody would go out and I was alone in the house, I would get the thing out from under the bed and I'd hook the, the guitar into the speaker and I'd be playing. And my stepmother would come home and she'd start yelling at me. That's not yours, you know. And um, <laughs> So eventually, you know, I got a job and I saved up my money and I got my own. And then yeah. I could play it till I drove my my real mother when I was back with her. I drove her out of the house. But yeah, you know, yeah, I can practice. Look, I can play fifteen hours a day. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, <laughs> great story. How old were you when you bought the first one there? With this it ended up being around, I think I was around 10, 10 or around 11. 10. Yeah. yeah. Around that age. So it was yeah. around 1961, something like that, 62. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it was, um, I, I was serious, man. You know. Yeah. My and, stepmother and you, didn't understand how serious I was. You know, I was like, wait a minute, no. I, I can do this. Look at this. I yeah. know how to do this, you know. But you don't have any jobs. You just went into music or what? I had a lot of day jobs. Um, yeah. yeah. I drove a forklift in a warehouse. I was a short yeah. order cook. I worked yeah. in, a, in a place where I um, made milkshakes and ice cream and, and gave yes. ice cream cones out. Yeah. I um, worked on the beach with a crew where we would walk on the beach and we'd clean up the trash. And uh, I was also a trash man on a truck. I rode on the trash truck and emptied the trash cans into the truck. Yes. And yes. I can tell you a story, a real drag yeah, I get this job. I'm like 16 and I'm going to work on the trash truck and it's supposed to be a good job because it pays well. And I go in and they say, okay, you're working with Joe over here. And it was this old Italian guy. And yeah. he says, what's your name? And I go, I'm Walter Trout. And he goes, Trout, Are you any relation to Ed Trout? And I said, yeah, that's my older brother why and he just looked at me and he walked away and it turns out that in high school my brother had gotten this guy's daughter pregnant oh <laughs> and so the guy the guy oh man he treated me terribly you know yeah 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 but so it was uh, i actually ended up you know leaving that job and going to woodstock 
Woodstock. Yeah, I went to Woodstock. Where you at the where you at the festival? I was at the festival, sitting hallucinating in the mud. Yeah, great. <laughs> We are talking to him. <laughs> a real man, yeah. Well, I don't know about that, but uh, I w I went up there in a van with eleven different people, and uh, yeah. it was uh, very very interesting. I mean, it was, I like to say it was great to be there. Yeah, but it was really not great while you were there. There was nothing to eat. No. So, you know, there was. And you you were living in New Jersey there at that time. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so to go to Woodstock was about three hours in a van <coughs> for us. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was close. I wasn't there. <laughs> no, you were in Westjuland. <laughs> I was in Westjuland. I lived in a hole in your. <laughs> I lived in a hole in the ground. I don't know if you got okay. that. Okay. At, um, at that time. <laughs> But you still played the guitar, and and you must have found people to play with and make a band and stuff like that. Yes, I have a nice band, but uh, everything is canceled. I have them, uh, the Backhaulers, Vigo Sommer and the Backhaulers, uh, and that's a great band. Well, we missed it that day. We had uh, talked about you, Walter, should uh, yeah, yeah, and we the shoes for break. Yeah, we we're were not sure that. that day if if my wife was um, no, you know, it, she had the virus or not. She didn't, but she didn't no, feel but, so good uh, that night. You know? Let's let's stay home. Let's yeah, stay home. but it would have been fun. Yeah, it will. It, it will. We'll come. do it again, man. When we'll all this is again. over, yeah, and oh. it will be over someday. You know. We can't say anything about it. It will be over someday. Yeah. Yeah. I hope we're still around, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You will be. You will be. And you will be playing twice as fast. <laughs> yeah. She's, yeah. She's only oh. saying that because what I do here in Vorbeck as <laughs> as I sit in the back room and I play the guitar for like eight hours a day every day and I'm uh I'm actually getting much better and I'm yeah I'm, I'm I can yeah. play twice as fast now as I could six months yeah. ago you know yeah and then you are pewing a little on the on the strings yeah And then I come and wipe it off, yeah. you know, part of the cleaning of course, routine. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Another Eight thing. Yeah, yeah, he's crazy. What about your band? So they're closed down. They're not playing. Um, so what's what's happening? Nothing. Just Nothing. waiting. Yeah. Nothing. I'm uh, I'm a lucky man because. Uh, two years ago, I had for thirty uh, years uh, my big house in uh, Risco, where you also uh, visit me. Mm. I yeah. sold that two years ago because it was too big and the children are out of house, blah blah blah. And then I sold it, and uh, that was good for for me. And here, where I stay now, I'm just rented in. I own nothing, 
but it makes some money in the bank. So I am, um, I was lucky to do that in the rights. You know what but that course, sounds we like. Have to make money again, of course. Yeah. Well, yeah. But at the same time, it sounds like freedom to me. What you've done, you know. It is. It is something about freedom. Yes. Also, therefore, I sold the house and I, 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 I made my place in Bali, um, and uh, yeah, it's about freedom. And how to use it. Sometimes it's difficult to be free, but uh, to me, I will uh, try to be it. Yeah, because we're 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 weighed down with it, right? It's it's like a weight. Having a bunch of stuff is is a responsibility, yeah. and it's a weight of sorts. Yeah, and it's um, yeah. I don't know what to say, but it's I miss to 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 uh, play with somebody, to be with somebody, do something, you know. Yes. And I think maybe that's what we all need. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I woke up this morning and um, started listening to some music, and yeah, I went through about an hour of being in a really dark place in my head yeah, um, yeah. missing music missing yeah. playing to people missing being with my yeah. band missing playing to the audience and missing yeah. meeting I, I love I love meeting the fans at at shows yeah. I love to go out and talk to them and hear their stories and exactly. um, be with exactly. them it's it's a beautiful yeah. part of what we do is that do. connection and I, I got in a really, really dark place today, and sometimes I, I can turn it off and I don't think about it. Um, yeah, I just get up and I go on with life. But today I really had a um, yeah. really deep, dark couple, like an hour there where um, it was like it's, it's for for guys like you and me, it's like air and water. We we need that. We need that, and that's also uh, what we are doing is be on a kind of mission every day. You have been playing every day. The mission to be together with people, make them laugh, make them uh, everything, and they take it away from us. That's yeah. not healthy. Yeah, it it is a mission. It's a mission to yeah. bring a little bit of joy to people's lives, you know. Yeah. And by doing that... Um, we are doing a little bit of our part to make the world a little bit better place, you know, and um, I've, I've always thought from, from the time I was a little kid, when my parents knew I loved music and they were taking me to concerts, you know, my mom took me to see James Brown and Ray Charles, and she got me to spend the day with Duke Ellington. And, but I always considered those performers, what they were doing was a very noble thing because they're bringing joy yeah. to a world that can be very joyless and very, yeah. um, very dark. And they're trying to bring some joy to people. And that's what it's about, you know? Yeah, that's what it's about. And that's hard not to... Um, when they say, we know, no, Mr... 
musician, you must not play anymore. It's hard, mental hard. I have it in the same way. Yeah. Yep. So that's not about money. I mean, not that not that's, of course, money. a piece of it. Um, you know, we, we said goodbye to, I don't even want to think about, because our main income is through touring. So uh, yeah, goodbye yeah. to a lot of cash. But what really hurts, because we are okay also, we can get through this, but what really hurts is what you're saying there. It's that feeling of being not allowed, as you said, no, 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 Mr. Musician Man. Uh, you're not allowed to go out and do what you do. You're not allowed to go spread joy. You're not allowed to go make people feel connected. Because yeah. um, that's, that's, that's a mission for you too. That's a mission. Yeah, it is for the, the traveling people. That's why we're there and why we are in the States, I think. And it, it, it's good for us if we can't give it. We, we'll, we want to give yeah. and have a good time and have a good time with giving and have a good time with, uh, yeah. And yeah. if you can't give, you can, <laughs> if you can't give it yeah. because you can't play, then you, it's hard. It's a, it's a dark hole. And also the thing about um, being in a band is yeah. when, when you get together with other people and you create together yeah. that feeling of being with other people and you're all creating something together. Precisely. You're working together to create this. You're, you're just like, I'm a, I have a four piece band. I'm one fourth. There's yeah. Four yeah. parts that then equal yeah. the whole thing. Right. And without Precisely. one of those parts, it's not the same. And no. uh, that joy of, yeah. Um, being up there creating with, with your band members too is, um, that's, uh, yeah. I started, uh, painting a little, hmm. uh, but you can't see it today. No, no. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask. But no. Okay. Yeah. I started painting a little, uh, I don't know where, but, um, I don't, I, with my uh, guitar, with my instrument, I'm not playing. Because yeah. if I, 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 I have no ideas, I'm not playing my, my instruments. But then I start painting a little. Yeah, well, that's being I creative. I, I think it's, it, 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 we have to, to, to uh, stay uh, create, uh, creative. Uh, Painting or what we can do, because if you're not uh, creative longer, then you can, then there are nothing. Yeah. For me, for me, I have to be creative in, in one or another way. Yeah. yeah. It took me a long time when, um, when the lockdown happened and when all the tours got canceled back in March. Yeah. yeah. I went for a while where I didn't want to know about the guitar. I had to turn it off. I had to get it out of my mind. Yes. But it, it, it came back. And I think the thing that set me off was a, a guy in America, a, a great guitar builder, yeah. built me a custom 
signature model guitar that's beautiful and he shipped it to me over here yeah when i got it 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 restarted my desire to play again you know okay yeah yeah it it inspired me again and uh yeah so that's been nice that's been really nice but but i think what you two are talking about what you experience on stage it's one of the things that popped up constantly in the research I did on blues fans and what they get out of blues music, what they get out of going to see concerts particularly, is that experience of feeling connected to something and somebody, feeling connected to the music, feeling connected to the experience of music, which they can see the musicians are experiencing it. They can see one all of a sudden gets inspired, gives it to somebody else up there that then all of a sudden the band takes off, something is happening. The audience picks up on it, feels it. They are inspired by give that energy back to the band yeah. And that experience, I think, is so profoundly lifting for us humans so that we don't feel alone, you know? Yeah, I think you're totally right. We are flocked to or we, uh, yeah. it, it, it's some, uh, it's one organism. Yeah. The band, the Nonsen, and uh, that's right. And it's unique because uh, it only happens when it happens. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you exactly. Can, you can film it or you can record it, but when it's happened, this this tune is gone. Is uh, gone. Everything. There's live music. Yeah. It's a moment. It's it, yeah. The, it's right there. It's right. You're in the moment. Everybody yeah. together, and they share that moment. Yeah. Yeah. And that doesn't matter if you're in America, Republican or a Democrat you are experiencing that unity and yeah. it doesn't matter if what color of your skin is. It doesn't matter. You are having a bonding experience. And so now we have a situation where the music is offline. The polarization is getting much worse and we don't yeah. have the, those meeting places to come together. No, no. Yeah. I, I had That's the experience, Vigo, for instance, the thing about coming together and the thing about um, it becomes a community and where, when during that concert, it is a community. One night I played and after I played, there was this big, huge biker, you know, and he was all dirty and he was crusty and he had his motorcycle jacket on and he was walking up to me like this. And I was like, "Uh Oh, I wonder what's up with this guy. And yeah. he walked up to me and he put his arms around me and he started crying. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he, he fell into my arms and started weeping, you know? <laughs> wow. And he, he said one of the songs I had played had reminded him of, of problems he had in his childhood. Yeah. And, um, and that it had moved him so much. And, uh, yeah, it was a beautiful the, moment, the, you know. Yeah, the little boy and the and the big man. Yeah, yeah, it must have been. Yeah, beautiful story. The music will come back because not only do we miss it on our side of the stage, 
But I know there are people sitting on the other side of that stage, the audience, and they're missing that experience yeah. so bad. And I, yeah. I just know it, we will find a way for this to happen again. And it will mean so much yes. more. And I think it's important to also keep that in mind every day that, you know, when Walter was going through his liver transplant, we didn't know if he was going to get yeah. a liver. We didn't know when. We didn't know when this was going to happen or well, if it was going to happen. But we kept kind of, yeah, and we kept thinking this, we, we couldn't allow ourselves to go into that dark hole of, of um, what if no. this never happens again. No. And, and then it did happen. And you had once- to fight. Yes. Yeah. Yes, you have to keep yeah. the the faith and the belief and keep the the hope and the the hope. Hope is yeah. a big word here, I think. Cuz it's yeah, bigger than it's all of us. Important. We we can't do anything other than doing following the restrictions and that are suggested and all that. That's what we can do and no. of course need to do. But other than that it's bigger than us and so staying hopeful and i think what you're doing vigo by painting that is one way of expressing yeah. allowing that that hole not to swallow you up of of the the darkness Precisely. and walter Precisely. You, you're playing that, the guitar that's, the words. that's yeah. how it works that's the words yeah Precisely. yeah, yeah. because we have to um, i talk with my son the other day we were talking about this with corona and now the young people must not party uh, in the christmas time and and they are so and so because you know i read books about the how how the young people was under the first world war or under the second world war and 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 you know it's Take yourself together, man, and then make this shut down. What's the problem? Come on. Ah, he could not see it was. But we are still lucky. We are fit and we have to play on. You're totally right. Yeah. Yeah. But those black holes, they, they do come, like Walter said, where it's just like, oh, my gosh. But then we pull ourselves through it however we can. I mean, I'm doing a podcast. Walter is playing the yeah. guitar, you're painting. Uh, we're finding yeah. ways. I'm Right now I'm painting a, a room out in the house too. Yeah, precisely. We have to do and it. And that's important to, to keep, uh, yeah, to keep it going. Yes. Precisely. Yeah. And the black holes will be there also for me. Yes. Often in the morning, you know, <laughs> This time, you think, ah, I stay in bed today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but normally I get up, you know. But uh, I also think that there are some holes, black holes. Yeah, sure. There has to be. I mean, I think that's part of this process, too, in a sense. Is yeah, it is. It's just it accepting is. that that is a part of it. And, and maybe reach out. You know, find somebody to talk to and and, uh, and, yeah. and that are sharing that experience 
right now we're sharing yeah. it with some people that are going to hear this. Maybe it'll help them too, to know, oh, it's not just me that feel like, why should I even get up in the morning? Uh, yeah, but it's, it's, um, but also, um, I'm not staying in bed all day, but you know, from started every day I have, but just, on the, the mind. but every day I get up, you know, yes. about ten or something. Yeah, and and that's the key. So yeah. that's a that's a hope. Right? That's the uh, something. So I don't. I'm not the the black hole all the time. Right. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens to music afterwards. What kind of creative processes also come out of yeah. this? What kind of performances yeah. come out of this? What kind of comedy? And, yeah. you know, what what will this lead to? Because the Renaissance did not happen without having the Black Plague. You know, there was many, many years of horrible, horrible, horrible experiences. And then came the Renaissance, a new, yeah. new way of doing things. Yeah. That's a good uh, thinking we can't tell now. No. We can tell in five years, maybe. Yes. Then we know what happens to the music and what happens to us. Yeah. Yeah. And that's also a reason to get up in the morning, in a sense, because we, yeah, we just don't is. know. We're so used to planning everything. Oh, yeah. there's the gig on the calendar, right? Okay, so it's not there now, so it seems hopeless. But... All that's happened is the game has just gotten bigger. It's more long-term. It's more um, uncertain in a way. But that doesn't mean the game is no longer there. It's just playing by different rules. I think you get closer to, uh, to the moment. You get closer to what's happening right now mm -hmm. because you are forced to do it. Uh, and that's good and that's bad at the same time maybe. But I think the way is that we are living in the moment more than we did before this. Because before this, you were, there, you were living in your work or in your car or in somewhere. But now you have to say, I'm bored, I'm really bored, whatever. You are living in the moment, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's sad. But also for something, maybe also a little good. Now it's also the most dark time in this fucking winter weather in Denmark. <laughs> so it's, it's really, we are standing the next three months. I, I will maybe sleep in three months. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do an actual hibernation, you know, you know, just go to yeah. like the bear, you know? Yeah, yeah. like a bear. Like yeah there. yeah well i i wake up so early and it's um i wake up at five every morning and i just you know i i always have my things to do and and uh it, it's literally almost four hours before it's daylight out it's yeah. crazy man it's totally yeah and if she gets up at five it's four hours till daylight and it's probably six hours till she sees her husband <laughs> <laughs> yep yep that's it that's that's a good way to do it <laughs> that's it 
Well, Vigo, thank you so much for, for coming on our podcast here. And thank, thank you, Walter, you. For, for sitting in. It's great to be here with my buddy Vigo. I was thinking, Vigo, you and I have known each other for 31 years. Yeah. 1989. And, and we're both 89. still here. Isn't it amazing? Yeah. You know? It's, it's a miracle. <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> I know that that is a true statement. Yeah. And then I think uh, maybe uh, uh, later we'll, we'll tell our story uh, about meeting and all this stuff, but we'll do that another time. Another well, that'd be great. Maybe. Yeah. And we could talk about uh, Huntington Beach and the pancakes and uh, oh, you precisely. and your trip across America there. Yeah. And... Oh, we should do that because this... Do you have another 10 minutes? Let's try and fit it in. I can edit it's, this, or do you need to run? I mm, We could do run. it again, man. We can do it again. Yeah, let's, let's do, do it do again. Shouldn't we, shouldn't we do that? Okay. Uh, uh, now, now we have made this. And then we could make, when it's up to you, um, the two of you, and then we could take another day find another day and then we talk about the uh, old days in uh, how we met each other their story from Scanabor and how we uh, came to hunt and beat perks uh, and when we met you when you were touring in uh, europe after that with the big guy oh, i never forget this the bass player jimmy Jimmy, yeah. yeah, and that. Uh, so there are lots, lots of stories. We will do the stories next time, and, and we'll do we'll that, do the Vigo podcast part one and part two. There you go, Vigo Sama. Yeah. Thank you so much for for being a deep dives and extraordinary times with Walter and me. Until thank next you very time. much for being in uh, this. I feel really happy to be in this, uh, and I'm not in the black hole now that's anyway. good i was this morning but you got me out of it great yeah great my friend much love to you man much love to you too thank you so much for listening to this episode of deep dives in extraordinary times thank you to our friend vigo and to my co-host walter trout I hope wherever you are in this holiday season that hope and a willingness to and an ability to see that this too shall pass define your days. There are dark holes for all of us, particularly at this time where so much is in upheaval. But the light is ahead and spring will be coming eventually in all ways. So until next time, be well.